Ah, oh, for Christ's sake, Anakin! Hello and welcome to episode 6 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin. Calling this episode Counseling Anakin, and we've got a hopefully great show uh, this afternoon coming to you from sunny, yeah, still sunny, suburban Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. Uh, got my old youth group friend Dallas Thomas here. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna talk to us about counseling Anakin. Get into that in a second. First of all, how are you doing, Dallas? Welcome to the show. You're good. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, we're gonna do something a little different. So Dallas here, he wrote a what's called a case conceptualization of uh, Anakin Skywalker, which among other things will give us some wonderful insights into the character, which is quite apropos given that this podcast is named after him. Uh, first of all, the segment I'm introducing here, Dallas, what you reading? How are you Star Warsing these days? Um, well, I mean, I'm not reading anything right now because I'm inundated with schoolwork. That's fair. But, uh, <laughs> the most recent thing I I saw was the the Last Jedi behind the scenes trailer. Right, it was on YouTube, and that was really cool to watch. Looking forward to that coming up. Yeah, what kind of things are you looking forward to in the Last Jedi? Luke, I want to see Luke. I. Uh, my favorite part of The Force Awakens was seeing Luke appear at the end. Yeah. And that dramatic turnaround he does. Um, so I'm excited to see his story unfold a little more. Hopefully it'll unfold a little bit more. Here, have a lightsaber. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Uh, yeah, that sizzle reel, I, I like to call it a sizzle reel. Yeah. It was pretty pretty exciting. Give us some extra, some interesting nuggets. Yeah. Uh, I'm Star Warsing all over the place, of course, but... The main thing I, I just got, and guess for my listeners and Dallas, you too should check this out. Star Wars Super Graphic is this really it's a really great book, all about infographics about the saga. I'm not trying to do kind of accurate statistical uh, representations of what's going on, but yeah. very much for the first one is a graph where the the y-axis I think is. Uh, long time ago, or, or the the bottom zero is uh, a short time ago, and the hundred or whatever is is long time ago. The x-axis is very near and far, far away, and so the the point is Star Wars is a long time ago, and the galaxy far, far away. So it's the top, so it's a, that kind of thing. Yeah. I definitely recommend you all check it out. Uh, get it here in Canada, of course, at Chapters Indigo, Amazon. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend library to grab it because great educational tool even. Um, it's pretty sweet. So, and then again, not too much news to report lately. Um, you know, Inferno Squad, which uh, you know, has been coming out, you know, talking about the Battlefront 2 prequel. I ordered it. I'll uh, talk about it more when I read it. Um, certainly a lot of buzz coming out about that, but uh Yes, that's all for for news lately. It's the composer to the Han Solo film. Nothing really too much to comment. Nothing, nothing crazy like the whole Han Solo director controversy, but that seems to be in the past. Ron Howard, he did a whole. Uh, that was your fan of Arrested Development, right? Oh yeah. So he did it. Ron Howard, of course, directed, did created Arrested Development. His whole thing. Yeah. He did a whole uh, Han Solo, or, or I think A New Hope trailer like the way they did the intro to the rest of development. It's on oh, YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, check it out. I guess definitely recommend that. 
I think um, you posted that. I just yeah. hadn't, hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, that's true. I posted it on Facebook. I think all that's to say is all is well and good, for the most part at least, in in Han Solo land, in Lucasfilm land. Uh, it helped my confidence in the film. I think things will be fine. Um, and I mean, attention gearing towards The Last Jedi, as, as Dallas has mentioned. So I think they're filming it alongside The Last Jedi, right? But they're filming at the same time? Uh, maybe they're filming episode 9. Um, they were making them co- concurrently, uh, but principal photography for Last Jedi is long been done, but yeah. definitely reshoots for Han Solo. Who knows how long that's going to take, but We'll see. It's about that. Cool. So, so that does it for news. Uh, let's transition into discussing. So, so now it's, I think it appears you've gone and done something rather foolish. <laughs> Trying to, uh, yeah, not not rather foolish, but very very interesting. Called a case conceptualization uh, for Anakin Skywalker. Uh, you know, well, first of all, what is a case conceptualization for our listeners? So a case conceptualization is basically uh, taking a character, um, in this case I, I chose Anakin because I found him to be interesting, um, but my course is in specifically in trauma and uh, how to counsel traumatized individuals. And so we had to do a, a case con- conceptualization, which is basically identifying aspects of trauma in Anakin's life and identifying how they may be contributing to, to trauma and then designing uh, a way to treat it, to treat it in him. And so it's, it's basically, I think it's an eight or ten page paper. Um, and it gives my perspective on how I would treat Anakin. Now this is the type of thing that I guess counselors do like, kind of early on in a, in a case, or? Um, I think... Or is it just for the, for the school? I think it's just a one-off assignment for okay. school. I mean, you'd be doing a case conceptualization for... Your, your standard clients, but it wouldn't be this in depth. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. And this is more based on theory and hypotheticals than, than well, an actual situation. Literally a fictional character yeah, exactly. going on here. But um, you know, so you're you're in school. You're studying up. Yeah, I'm doing a master's in uh, counseling psychology at Yorkville. Yes, uh, which is an online university in New Brunswick. Yeah. And um, yeah, I uh, actually part of me getting into the the whole counseling field was uh, me taking an online what career would be a good fit yes. for you test yeah. and uh, little did I know that it was linked up to the Myers-Briggs oh, yeah. inventory yeah. and uh, it paired me up with a Star Wars character Ooh. too which was really cool which so, Star Wars character was that? so I was uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi who's nice. one of my favorite characters and for those of you who don't know he is on the INFJ uh, category which I believe you are also. I am an INFJ, and I look to Obi Wan. So you, you look, you look to Ben Kenobi, kind of as the counselor. Yeah. I look to Obi Wan Kenobi, Jedi Master, as kind of this model priest and monk. So, <laughs> I think there's a lot of overlap oh, between yeah. both. That's, that's for sure. Both so, uh, yeah. locations. So I actually have uh, yeah. a, a, a the is it the black series? black series the yeah. black series yeah. figurine of Obi Wan from old Ben from old Ben yeah, yeah of old Ben um, yeah. But I have them, so when I do eventually open my own practice, I'll have them there to remind me that I'm an INFJ and uh, that that I am the counselor. I think he's actually called the counselor in the yeah, in the inventory. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because God willing, I'm ordained somewhere and, and get a an office in a church. I think what 
what Star Wars thing would be good to have in my office and be good good figure of of our pal Obi Wan uh, and, and maybe something about his pal the brother Anakin. Um, yeah. So just going back to to this case conceptualization yeah. in the class specifically, how did how did this come about? This idea to do about Anakin Skywalker. Um, well, we were learning. I was doing a lot of reading about um, what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress disorder, and so it's basically defined um, in the diagnostic or the manual of diagnostic and sorry, diagnostic manual uh, for disorders. <laughs> uh, as it can be really anything that causes extreme distress in an individual to the point where it's causing you to 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 have an inability to cope with just normal mm-hmm. normal everyday uh, activities um, and a lot of the a lot of the trauma that can have like long lasting effects um, happens can happen in childhood mm-hmm. um, whereas you have certain traumatic events like a natural disaster that can really affect you in a negative way but you, you can you're more resilient to bounce back from it whereas the childhood trauma you don't really have, you don't necessarily have that resilience built into you yet, and so the effects of it, you could feel it right into adulthood. Right. And so, I chose Anakin specifically because his his childhood was what really interested me. How he, but and that's why I like the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I like that was my favorite thing Amen. about the Phantom Menace <laughs> was seeing how uh, how he started as a little boy, yeah. where he came from, because that to me is what's really important. Yeah, and this is a, a prequelist podcast, so Phantom Menace love is there very much re- very welcome on this show. Um, and so, and yeah, he definitely has a traumatic childhood. He's also uh, PTSD, from what I gather. A lot of veterans of, of military conflicts. Oh yeah, always go through it. And when in your description, you just you choose to to pick him up, eh, kind of in the middle of a certain galaxy defining military conflict known as the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you described, just after, after episode two, and, and in the middle of the Clone Wars, he's faced all this action. Yeah. Uh, what is Anakin's state of mind according to to what you've discovered at this point? Um. So I mean, just kind of in the middle of the Clone Wars. That's kind of where I focused yeah. on him. Yeah. He's um. Well, he's highly. He's having a, a common symptom of people who have PTSD is uh, like. Uh, like interrupting flashbacks or nightmares that you can't really control. Um, and they're usually about traumatic events in your life. Um, I think in either Revenge of the Sith or Clone Wars, maybe even in The Phantom Menace, there's flashbacks of him waking up or he's waking up from a nightmare sweating. Yeah. And it's his, his memory is of either losing his mom or his mom being in danger. Right. Or even um, Padme being in danger and, and those are the things that really affect him and I think those are definitely tied to his trauma as, as a child and that's, that's interesting because so, so what you're referring to are the, the the premonitions the dreams about in Attack of the Clones about uh, his mother Shmi being in trouble and some of this yeah. intense distress yeah. I mean for those for, you know kind of the, the historical not the story the cosmic narrative Angle would say that's the force telling him what's actually happening in the current day, but it's interesting 
almost as it you know to say that that's a, a symptom of PTSD. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> probably not. Premi- I mean, would premonitions even be a symptom, or is it more memories? Uh, probably both. I mean, it's going to affect everyone differently. Yeah. Um, I think. What I think the reason I chose to to focus on him at this stage in in the in the saga is because he's highly emotional mm-hmm. and reactive, and uh, I mean that's not what you want in a Jedi, <laughs> and that's a symptom of PTSD. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the potential for erratic moods mm-hmm. and not being able to control those moods, and uh, so I think. Definitely, PTSD plays a role in him not being able to function in yeah. the way that the Jedi want him to. Right. I mean, and they try to say you need to meditate more or <laughs> yeah. go spend some time in the Jedi Temple or whatever. And Here's a solution we're going to throw at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get over it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's interesting kind of seeing I mean, the Force is this, this reality in the Star Wars universe almost using PTSD to, or using his, his intense fears to certainly uh, warn him of, of what his mother is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, they say more about, in episode three, he has the very similar dreams about Padme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's his state of mind? What's his, what do we, can we say about his response to those dreams as are they in sense conflated with the memory of his mother being in suffering? Um, yeah. So I think for, well, for me, now I could be wrong cause I'm no expert, but it's what I've been learning. But I yeah. think I would look at that through the, the, the attachment theory lens mm-hmm. and specifically he, I mean, you notice how torn he is as a boy in the Phantom Menace about leaving his mom to go with Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan. And he vows to to come back for her and and, and release her from her slavery. Yeah. And so he leaves. Qui-Gon dies, which is a traumatic event in itself. Right. Um, and it's a long time before he's able to come back and visit his mom. And in, in the interim, that need he has to attach to his mother and someone who loves him, he kind of replaces Padme mm. for, for his mom. And so having both of them in danger is like, it's like, it's a, and and he's, this is the other thing is he's, he's really struggling because as a Jedi, he's not supposed to have those emotional attachments. Right. And in order to function though, like properly, like a human being needs to, to be able to have those healthy attachments. And he's being told as a Jedi that he just shouldn't have any. Right. And, (laughs) and. So that, in combination with not being able to deal with his trauma, is really explosive, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think I look at that relationship through the lens of attachment, is that he's using Padme to kind of fill the needs that his mom, like he needed from his mother. Right. And so, I mean, if Padme's in trouble, then, and given his state of mind, I mean, and part of the thing maybe you meant, you mentioned, we mentioned off air is, I mean, PTSD and just generally these kind of uh, psychological difficulties, whatever the term might be, gives people this very strong all or nothing uh, attitude. They go in, I mean, I even remember myself going in and needing to learn, oh, the world isn't all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, I'll say more about 
can you say more about that in terms of just PTSD generally? Yeah, I think um, not everyone, but uh, yeah. I think a common symptom of PTSD is that you you experience um, events or ongoing trauma in your life that leads you to to have kind of faulty cognition. Mm -hmm. So faulty cognition can be, um, like you said, all or nothing thinking, black and white thinking, mm -hmm. not being able to appreciate that there's a continuum or a spectrum for um, emotions and, and feelings. Anakin, uh, Anakin, from what I remember, he's either really excited in the show like when he's pod racing and he's excited to become a jedi or he's just really down and depressed yeah. or ain't even like angry it's, even at nine years old yes yeah. like... and you don't often see him just kind of as having a plateaued personality right. kind of chilled out like obi-wan um <laughs> or even just calm like qui-gon yeah um and so even some of the language that he uses i mean we were talking about earlier revenge of the sith yeah um, that final showdown is one of my favorite scenes where he's he's with Obi-Wan. And what does he say again to Obi-Wan? He says... So we were talking about just before they end up dueling. And uh, yeah, so the, the interesting point where he's describing, I brought peace and justice and security to my new empire. And Obi-Wan mm -hmm. goes, your new empire. Our, <laughs> my allegiance is to the Republic, yeah. to democracy. And then Anakin goes, if you're not with me, you're against me. And, of course, Obi-Wan's response is... Only the Sith deal in absolutes. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. And what's fascinating is you said two things there when you're talking about these symptoms of the all-or-nothing, specifically the all-or-nothing black and white. Mm -hmm. And what was the term described for not being able to see reality as it is? What was the... Um, what do you mean? So people coming in, like... Difficult. This is just the difficulty of engaging with the reality that's presented to them. Um, oh, reality on a continuum. Yeah. Like a spectrum. Right. And so... You can't appreciate middle ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I find fascinating there is, yes, so being all or nothing in absolutes, mm -hmm. uh, what the Sith, what Palpatine's been doing is... I mean, this this phrase that keeps coming up in Star Wars that even Ben Kenobi is able to understand, maybe grasp in a healthier way. Yeah. Uh, many of the truths we cling to are only true from a certain point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, in the hands of a Dark Lord of the Sith like Darth Sidious, mm -hmm. uh, how easy is it to skew that that point of view towards this all or nothing, whereas where Anakin can say... From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's why they say people um, who have PTSD are easily exploited right. by other relationships, and I think he plays right into that. Um, Palpatine's—he's the mastermind. He's actually the mastermind, I think, in the the uh, Myers Briggs really test. That's, that's what his, yeah. his name is. That would make sense. That would make sense. And um, he yeah. totally sees that in Anakin and manipulates it to his own ends. And uh, but um, yeah. I was going to say, I look at this from a cognitive behavioral yeah. view, and that is, That's good. it's really interesting. They, Anakin is behaving in a way that is unacceptable or mm -hmm. to the Jedi way. And he's just constantly told, don't behave that way. Right. And they're just, they're trying to get him to change Stop his it. behavior Stop without it. dealing with yeah. the inner thoughts and struggles mm -hmm. he has 
that are resulting in this behavior. They're just trying to behavior manage and it's not working. Right. And he's getting more frustrated and more frustrated. They're telling him he can't do this. He can't do that. And I think even at one point, is it Yoda who says that there's a lot of pain? He senses a lot of pain in him. But he never goes or tells him how how to deal with the pain. Right. So which I find odd. Um, So I, I feel like if someone had taught Anakin how to deal with those feelings or even address those feelings, mm-hmm. um, it would change his behavior in a positive way. Yeah, and that gets to I mean, a question that is, is kind of coming in the back of our minds, my mind a lot. What could the Jedi have done? Um, I'm, in another episode, I'm going to go into, you know, how can the church better help people and, and, and different kind of ecclesiological questions, but... Mm-hmm. It's focusing maybe in on, on Anakin in, in, for the purposes of this episode. You know, what could the Jedi have done um, differently, could have done better? You mentioned even in your paper having Yoda and Obi-Wan there during the counseling sessions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have the whole scenario of him actually. I mean, who knows what uh, counseling and psycho- psychotherapy and psychological theory is like in the Star Wars yeah. universe, but... You have him actually sitting down with a trained counselor and saying, you know, these other things. What what else could they have, have done to prevent this, to support him? Yeah. Um, so I, I came up with my own view on what might have been able to help him or not know how to treat him. But I think, um, I think the main, the way that I look at it is, Anakin, like I said, Anakin is told to change his behavior, or he's told you need to behave this way if you mm-hmm. want to be a Jedi. But he's 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 acting that way because of inner struggles and pain that he's not dealt with. And I don't remember one. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember once in the movies mm-hmm. of them anyone teaching him how to to address the pain. Right. Um, they just tell him you need to get rid of those attachments, and and that's not really helpful, especially to a young kid. Yeah. Um, and. So, I forgot where I was going with this. He, what was the first, what was the first question again? Like, what could the Jedi have done better? Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. He, yeah. he, and so you have your own kind of view on yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's that. extremely, like, Anakin is so loyal. He's so loyal to his friends um, throughout the whole series. Yeah. He's he's very loyal and, and trustworthy. And for counseling to succeed, I say, they say number one outcome for effectiveness uh, to, to guarantee effectiveness in counseling is that you have a trusting mm. relationship with your counselor. Yeah. And at this stage in the game... The, the alliance. Yeah. yeah. The uh, alliance. Uh, not the rebel alliance. alliance. The therapeutic, no. alliance. <laughs> therapeutic alliance, not the rebel alliance. Um, at this stage in the game, he's <laughs> the closest people to him, he's starting to mistrust. Right. And that throws a wrench into the whole... Except for Palpatine. Except for Palpatine, who's manipulating. He feels like he can trust Palpatine. So one person he shouldn't trust. Exactly. <laughs> so the Pauline sort of, like, good, I want to do, I don't do it. <laughs> okay. So in one sense, you yeah. can say this is inevitable that he was going to swing that way. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to go back and, mm-hmm. and treat him, I would want to get the people he does trust the most in on his therapy. So I mean, yeah. Padme, Obi-Wan, and, and Yoda... Um, and explore a lot of his pain because that's, yeah. I think that's the most important thing is his trauma. And, um, but then we probably wouldn't have the movies, and I really no. want the movies. <laughs> so that's the thing is, is 
I mean, in my my this is kind of the 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 other angle, the, almost the counterpoint to my second episode where you know I go into why did Anakin fall to the dark side uh, is a similar question to why did Jesus die on the cross, um, and it's kind of funny. I was in my my uh, New Testament class and we were doing a simulation of during Holy Week. Uh, the I'm, I actually ended up playing the high priest because I wanted to. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, we did this town hall, kind of, almost a trial in absentia of Jesus as this <laughs> rabble-rousing blasphemer who's upsetting everything, upsetting the balance with the Romans, upsetting uh, you know, all the these you know, the finely honed you know, view of the Pharisees and their privileged relationship with Torah and. Uh, all these things and, and the socioeconomic scale and all this stuff mm-hmm. at the end of it the prof asks so why did jesus have to die yeah. <laughs> and good evangelical college book of college evangelical anglican but yeah it's evangelical lots of evangelicals there yeah. we know the theological reason we know the cosmic reason i my second episode i went into you know the the parallels there with and it can fall into the dark side mm-hmm. so yeah we could have in, in Return of the Jedi, we can have him being in the right place at the right time, among other things. Being in the right place at the right time to yeah. overthrow Palpatine and all that. Psychologically, historically, if you yeah. will. Interesting. Well, so, but I, I, I turn this to you, this different angle, maybe to kind of summarize our thoughts here. Sure. Psychologically, historically, why did Anakin Skywalker fall to the, fall to the dark side? Why did he? Yeah. Uh, well, I think this is why, like, this is why I think he's such a great character is because in so many of the characters in the series, mm-hmm. you can identify them as good or bad. Right. And, but that's not really reflective of reality. Everyone has the capacity for evil and pain. And, and I mean, the, I think the Orthodox view is that everyone is inherently good mm. and they're not inherently evil. Right. I would tend to view... The Orthodox Christian. Orthodox Christian view, sorry. Yeah. Read again. Um, is that everyone is inherently good. Right. Um, and that they're corrupted by sin and pain in the world. Yeah. And and so I view... I, I tend to view Anakin that way. So I guess my feeling on it is that Anakin is a good example of someone who is inherently good. Mm-hmm. And even in all of his pain and, and darkness, he's able to still come out yeah. good on the other end. Well, that's great. And, yeah. and okay. like, I think we were mentioning this before mm-hmm. in counseling, the, the kind of goal for the counselors to keep their clients in a state of homeostasis or for their balance. To that, right? yeah. yeah. And, or at least equip them to be able to be balanced yeah. on their own. Right. And it's just so funny because the prophecy in Star Wars is that Anakin <laughs> will bring balance to the force. And it's just ironic because he's so unbalanced. He's so extreme right. in his, and everything we've, we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. It's, you know what? I have to yeah. think about it a little bit more. But. Well, maybe put it in a different way. How did, if say, if you, you know, he actually is, has this unchecked PTSD, yeah. you know, post-traumatic being, uh, you know, the the trauma of growing up a slave and separating from his mother, mm-hmm. being abandoned, being disillusioned from the Jedi Order. Yeah. 
being determined to, you know, first of all, seeing his mother die at the hands of the Tuscan Raiders, and being determined to prevent that with Padme. Uh, how does all that conspire to get him kneeling in front of Darth Sidious saying, I will pledge my life to your teachings and becoming Darth Vader? Fog to the next day. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have to... Sorry. Yeah, fair enough. It's kind of the perfect storm, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, it is. It's... I mean... I, I mean, that was the other thing I was going to mention yeah. is... I think in, in normal circumstances, an individual who would experience what he had gone through, yeah. um, they would probably commit suicide. Right. Um, Which, in a way, he kind of does. And he kind of does, yeah. Right. I mean, at least he hopes he does. I mean, we yeah. have uh, the Darth Vader comic from 20, 2015. I mean, Darth Vader at least really believes that he has killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He's done away with him. So. Well, even Obi-Wan says that and. Yeah. New Hope he yeah. says that to Luke, doesn't he? Yeah, he says he's already, your father More died. More man, yeah, yeah. From a certain point of view, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, from a certain point of view. Yeah, of course we don't actually believe that to be true because on the third film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, so how I would look right. at that is he, in terms of treating him, mm-hmm. the fact that he hasn't killed himself at that yeah. point in the movie shows that he is an extremely resilient person mm. he has a lot of capacity for strength to to keep going something is driving him maybe yeah. it is pure hatred but i think it's a mixture of hate and love mm-hmm. um and by the time he does finally turn into darth i think it's that hate is kind of just nudged so far out of the, right. the level of the the equilibrium of, of homeostasis that he's yeah. he's kind of pushed too far by them. right I mean, what's interesting is... He's lost hope. He's lost, yeah. And, and eh, maybe that's another reason why it's called a new hope. Yeah. He, he's lost hope. And even what they say in counseling, that yeah. the num- one of the number one reasons for people to relapse or to to have suicidal thoughts is because they're losing hope. Right. Or they've completely lost hope. And so one of the things... And maybe that's what he felt. I've yeah. lost hope. This is my only hope now. Go with this guy, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I can't continue the way that I am going. I mean, the the I guess the term presenting issue. Yeah, he's he's holding about saving Padme and holding on to this one connection. Yeah, one pretty un, fairly unconditional connection. I mean, you see how <coughs> odd and, and creepy, ladies. If a guy comes to you and says, I "Need you to be my mom now," <laughs> turn the other way, please. I hope you know that already. <laughs> um, yeah, and and. Padme, from kind of a, a feminist critic, critical standpoint, has, has been criticized as a character for for all that. But regardless, she, she's this very unconditional uh, bond and support. Mm. I mean, he he's at the end of his rope, saying, "I do not trust the Jedi to be able to save yeah. save her." I mean, probably themselves says, "Only I can have the power to save Padme from certain death." Yeah. Of course, we all know that's a lie. <laughs> um, that's you know definitely going to get into our you know, Palpatine and Satan yeah. episode whenever I get to doing that. Um, maybe in Lent or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that desperation. I mean, is is opposed for relapse to be? I mean, looking at addictions, for example, right? That yeah. Our only my only hope for stability and safety is to 
bury myself into this, uh, into the, the the substance that I'm turning to for my salvation. Mm. And the, yeah. So I made yeah. that that insight there, and and um, and I thank you for all that insight. And, you know, he certainly turns to North Sidious, turns to the Sith, yeah, for his salvation. Which, yeah. again, looking at from the outside, for Christ's sake, Anakin, but. Yeah. From the perspective of a PTSD diagnosis and an extreme, yeah, yeah, I mean, when well, people turn to suicide as their yeah. their last hope, lost hope, and yeah. So he's lost his hope, mm-hmm. and I mean, from a counseling perspective, you had Obi Wan and Yoda and yeah. Padme there, yeah. and you're trying to counsel him. It would all it would all be about trying to frame things as hopeful to Anakin. That would be integral yeah. to his recovery. And I mean, you get. I mean, I mean, that's what the whole series is about. Is he finally sees hope? Yeah. In the Return of the Jedi. In another familial connection. Yeah. Right. I mean, what you're getting at there is the ability to form attachments again. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. he ends up dying not soon afterwards, sure. but at least it brings some restoration to him. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting how it is family again. He's able to attach. Exactly. And, and uh, that's really beautiful. I mean. In fact, I think the trailer for The Last Jedi, I think mm. um, Carrie Fisher says this movie is about family. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm curious to see what she meant by that uh, um, mm. in terms of the story. Mm. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's... That. I mean, that's what's interesting, right? Is when we see in the trailer, at the very end of the trailer for Last Jedi, I mean, Luke has been... On his own. I mean, hopefully he's more resilient than you know, than, than his father was. But yeah. he's certainly at least again lost hope in the the ability of the Jedi to do anything good for the galaxy. That's a good point. So yeah. it's time for the Jedi to end. And and yeah. um, we don't we again we don't know what's happening there. We don't know. People are suspecting Ray is gonna yeah. uh, convince him. No, we gotta at least train me mm-hmm. to do something good here. Um, Maybe uh, it's possible that Lucas PTSD too because he's you know, he's isolated on this yeah. island and isolating yourself is another common symptom of people with PTSD. Yeah, I mean we never know. I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll bring you back in December. Talk, talk about that. Um, so so all these very fascinating insights and I mean definitely gives for me it gave me reading your paper and. and Chatting now, giving this great angle on a character because I mean, it's something that I think literary studies tries to do, but mm-hmm. very much can benefit from uh, you know, studying people who've studied counseling psychology and whatnot. Um, well, that's why I like listening to your podcast because well, the theology, right? <laughs> that's the angle. Looking at the, the through the lens of theology, it's awesome. Yeah. Looking at it through the lens of psychology, or at least each character, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Because then you want to go rewatch it again. Oh yeah. And then that, then you're thinking about how has Anakin been traumatized this yeah. whole time? It makes you appreciate the movie. We'll just go watch all the prequels tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, that is my, my question: is you know how how had did going through this case uh, case conceptualization and uh, writing this paper? How did it affect you know, the way you watch the prequels, the way you watch the whole saga? Um, when I wrote the paper, I watched episode one and three. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, did you watch episode two? 
I skipped through two. Interesting. Just because it was just so much fighting. I yeah. felt like the meat of what I needed was in episode one and three. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. And out of the, all the prequels, one and three are my favorite. Yeah, that's general. <laughs> um, I know people hate on The Phantom Menace, but I, I... Because, you know what? Honestly, it was yeah. my first Star Wars film I got to see in theater. Yeah. Because I missed... I wasn't around when yeah. they all came out in theater, yeah. so... Um, but I appreciate the, the prequels because they, they give you that extra insight into Anakin's character right. that you wouldn't otherwise have had. Um, I mean, he's just this guy in a black suit. Just an evil suit. guy, yeah. You he don't see him like, as good. You have, you have basically 11 minutes in New Hope and... <laughs> yeah. You don't realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's that's neat. I mean... Um, let me see. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely a prequel-friendly podcast. Well, yeah, this is what I'm going to say is... I think I mentioned before, then, is... Uh, people tend to... I mean, a few reasons people don't like the prequels, because it's... So different, and people were noted Jar Jar. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of just ignore him. To yeah, be honest. that's why. Like, you know, if you don't like him, ignore him. I'm not um, really too. I don't have the hatred for him. Like other people have, but he is the key to everything. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other. Thing. You think so? In, in in a way, I mean the whole. It's for another discussion. Yeah, it's for, <laughs> well. Although, I mean, you want to talk about. Yoda and Obi Wan being able to engage the world as it is, and the way the world is presented to its presented to them, yeah. in Qui Gon too. I mean, here is someone who, you know, isn't. I mean, we wouldn't say he he has any kind of yeah. debilitating disorder or whatnot, but he's he's a little different, right? Yeah. Um, maybe people who who have kind of chronic disabilities or, or behavioral disorders, but I'd say have learned to to live with them and live through them. You know, here's someone who's a little, little off, socially awkward, all that. Yep. And what we see, especially with Qui-Gon, is this wonderful ability to see how Jar Jar fits. Yeah. And so uh, that, you know, his Yoda is able to see, okay, how are the Ewoks going to fit? Or help Luke see how are the Ewoks going to fit? Mm. That's a whole thing. Yep. Again, Brian Young of Full of Sith Podcast, he yep. goes into that. That's his whole thing, and it. it oh it no, I haven't mind. heard that. That's yeah, cool. it's a uh, blew my mind. Um, a, a few more questions here. Um, so yeah, we've looked, looked. You know, how does it affect the way you you view the saga? Mm-hmm. Did it give you any kind of insights on clinical practice, psychotherapy? And and I hope you got a good grade on it. Uh, did the prof have any good comments on it? <laughs> I think I got a hundred on this one. Nice. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. Grade. <laughs> uh, yeah. Either I did a really good job on it, or she was just couldn't be bothered to spend too much time thinking. <laughs> Never know. Oh. Uh, um. Yeah. How has it affected the way I view clinical well, practice? And, and if it hasn't given any insight, that's okay. Well, I mean, I'll start doing clinical practice in a month. Yeah. So, I think what it really gave me an appreciation for was. Uh, how real childhood trauma can be mm-hmm. and how you could be talking to an individual who is moody or angry or depressed and you'd have no idea that it could be related to... I mean, everyone says that. If you have a problem, it's probably something in your childhood or your parents <laughs> are to blame. It's a little cliche. But, but yeah, but for real, there, yeah. there is, there's always that potential for, for mm-hmm. unresolved issues from childhood trauma to to be um 
directing your behavior and, and thoughts and really ingrained belief systems. Right. And, um, and so anytime I see an individual or think in, of an individual now who, who talks to me about a problem, I, I sometimes fish for it just to, yeah. just to see. Especially in, in the clinical setting. I mean, it's kind oh, of, yeah. You know. <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of the therapies today are all focused on quick solution focused therapy. What's your problem? Right. How can we quickly move through this? But I'm not really a believer in that. Sounds Depends like, on the issue. Sounds like what the Jedi tried to do, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe that's why they failed. It was. Sounds like what, what churches often try to do with people too, to some degree. Yeah. Hopefully. And I think that's why I like Qui Gon, because I feel like Qui Gon was one of the only ones who could yeah. see the potential despite yeah. all the pain in Anakin. Right. Whereas none of the other Jedi did. They were yeah. all like, oh, he's too. He's too wounded. Let's just leave him. Yeah, he's too old. And, Which, uh, yeah, and that and that, even that's a message of hope for people. Like you're never too wounded mm-hmm. to be able to live a fulfilling life or uh, have to experience freedom. Yeah, and um, I guess in one way, Qui Gon is like the model Jedi. For, I mean, Obi Wan's my favorite character, but Qui Gon is he reminds me of like the old, the old Jedi. Way. Yeah, he's he seems really. Uh, self-aware I mean, which is what you want to teach your counseling clients right the ability to be self-aware and he just seems really balanced yeah he's like the mo even more maybe than yoda maybe him and yoda together yeah, yeah. so balanced well i mean in i mean i did that, that episode about about qui-gon i mean it's interesting we we call him i call him our prophet yeah john the baptist was your parallel right he was with john the baptist then um I mean, well, for, so first of all, with, with, uh, I mean, yeah, we could, so we could see Qui-Gon, I mean, being able to say just because he's, he's actually too old to be trained traditionally. Yeah. Um, he still sees the potential. Yoda, we see in Emperor Strikes Back, <laughs> you know, having this dialogue with Ben's Force Ghost. No, too old, too old. He's in, in Luke's, what, 20, 22 at that point. Yeah. He's a lot older. Yeah, a lot older. But uh, Yoda, I mean, well, Ben says, you know, I was too old, so was I. And we don't entirely know what that's a reference to. See if they retcon that somehow. Hmm. Although, I guess, well, Obi-Wan was was made a knight right after episode one. Yeah. Uh, probably a little on the young side for it, but hmm. still, I mean, again, it turned out, he turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yoda is actually able to then go on and train Luke, and that turns out okay. Luke, of course, flirts with the dark side. Uh, there were versions of, I think, Revenge of the Jedi, the original script for Episode Six, yeah. that were having turn. Kind of worried about Ray there. See what happens there, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you see Yoda learning ultimately to be a bit more like Qui Gon. Yeah, and Qui-Gon was the wiser one all the stuff. Oh, he was. He was the wisest one. All the time. <laughs> he was the first one to become a Force ghost and all that. So, um, what was I going to say? Uh, the other thing that kind of taught me, or not taught me, but I, I think about it whenever I'm thinking of counseling is, um, oh, I just had a brain fart. What's it? Were, were we just talking about? Yeah, you had a Qui-Gon. It'll come back to me. Okay. Do another question. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, you know, I'll just do the prop give you any comments or. 
Oh, um, she just said it was it was a great case conceptualization. Yeah. She liked how in depth it was. So okay. She was a Star Wars fan as well. So okay, she, that helps. <laughs> she wanted to go watch Star Wars again after nice. that. There you go. Um, a lot of people told me not to do it. Really? Yeah, I said okay. everyone was picking a fictional character. They had to. So the assignment was to do a fictional character. Yeah, it was to do a fictional character. Okay. And I suggested doing Darth Vader, and everyone said, "No, that's going to be way too complicated. He's really messed up." <laughs> but then I was like, "No, I really want to do yeah. it." Yeah, because I like these characters, so I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it was really insightful. Um, in terms of and just educationally teaching us all, all our listeners and. When I read it, you know, how PTSD, I mean, how it affects the whole, uh, can fit in with this wider cosmic narrative. Um, I was going to mention yeah. just the last, last thing, um, just because I remembered, but yeah. it's interesting, Luke is, I mean, you could, it's interesting to see how, compare Luke to how Anakin was raised. Mm. Luke is, grows up in this loving home. Yeah. Um, with his aunt and uncle, and he, he seems to be better equipped to handle that's the things true. that his dad couldn't handle. Yeah, and I think that's also part of it. You're right; he did flirt with the dark side a bit, but he's like, I'm too good for this. Yeah, I have, I have, I have the tools I need to be able to, so, to overcome this. Which gives me hope for episode eight. <laughs> like, we'll see. I mean, um, I was going to say before, and this ties into where we see Luke. Episode eight. Um, in the resilience of Anakin, you have <laughs> kind of an interesting point. If there's the Henry Nowen of the Star Wars universe, and if he has, if there's such thing as the wounded healer, mm, yeah, the wounded healer. <laughs> so, it's Luke. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's Luke. Yeah. But look at the parallel too. How Anakin responds to his mom dying. Yeah. And Luke responding to his oh, aunt and uncle. Yeah. What's their name? Baru. Owen and Baru. Owen and Baru. He's obviously devastated too. Yeah, but he doesn't let it eat away at him. Right. Um, he lets it be the spur to go on with the hero's journey. And yeah, she, and that's where I'd want to help Anakin. Yeah, teach him how to accept his pain, mm-hmm. but then not let it yeah. control. And I'd probably get my head chopped off in the process. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> you also have him remove his lightsaber. Yeah, and, yeah we said one of our, our one of force powers. <laughs> One of our safety <laughs> procedures for counseling it would to be yeah. remove his lightsaber. Not no balanced diet of fruit and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, maybe I'll leave you. Let you get the last word here. If you have any concluding thoughts. Hmm. If you feel like you have an issue, go talk to a counselor. <laughs> I, I endorse that 100. Uh, percent Again, th- this has been really insightful. Uh, really great discussion um you're not really on twitter social media too much if people want to uh but you're pretty active on i guess the full of the facebook page a little and i browse it sometimes yeah, you browse it. Yeah. if people want to get in touch with you what's the best way to do that if they have a question uh email right sir dallas at hotmail.com sir dallas has had that since. haven't done the full swing email yet yeah I we'll, should, we'll give you join the dark side yeah. <laughs> we have cookies <laughs> uh Thanks for having me, though. Yeah, I appreciate that's... it. I love your listening to your podcast. It's really yeah, insightful. Well, I appreciate that, too. Uh, and this has been... I'm glad. Thank you, all your listen, all listeners, for listening. And this has been a very different, engaging discussion of our our, our beloved, <laughs> somewhat beloved, wonderful title Seriously. character, 
uh, it's been episode six of For Christ's Sake Anakin. You can follow me at on Twitter at neug485 and on Instagram at mneug1138. Um, I realized if you if you are again curious about back issues, we're probably getting into the uh, the SoundCloud's limit here, so I might actually have to be pulling off issues. Um, so if you are interested, uh, send me send me a line, uh, a direct message, and I will. Uh, you know, possibly email you the the episode and uh, but uh, thanks for all your continued listening support thank you Dallas for coming on pleasure uh, and uh, this has been episode 6 of For Christ's Sake Anakin may the force be with you always <laughs> <laughs>